All right, guys, welcome back to Driving Life. I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Owen Trinkler. Jet, jet lag, Owen Trinkler, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm a little beat today. Sorry, guys, <laughs> we're, we're a little late getting the episode out because normally we're Thursday mornings. Yeah. So it's a little bit late, but yeah, I'm, um, I'm a little tired today. Yeah. Well, and we're, I mean, it's nice. I appreciate you coming in and doing this because it's, uh, it's always nice to be face-to-face, but it's, yeah. uh, your schedule has been a little bit tight. <laughs> It has been. Yeah, we've been, uh, th- this week is, you know, like you always find weeks, no matter what you're doing, you know, whatever business you're in or whatever you're involved that, you know, you kind of got, you go in one place and then you're coming home for a brief period of time and then you're going to another place. Yeah. But will you be, will you be in town for a full 24 hours or no? Um, yeah. At the air, by the time I leave at the airport, <laughs> so, yeah, it almost so will be 24. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. But almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't really count, uh, you know. But it's good to see you. I'm, I'm glad you had a, a you know, a good start to the week. And uh, sounds like you're going to finish up the week pretty strong. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've had a good week so far, and um, yeah, headed to Phoenix um, Thursday night and doing some stuff out there. Yeah, cool. So, which I, I, I mean, it's a beautiful time here in Tennessee, but it's always nice too in Phoenix. Yeah, I've been making that trip a lot this year. It's too. only it's got to be down in what the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, our, so our engine tuner that, that tunes the cars that I'm going out there to, to shake down is, um, I think he told me it was 105. Oh. Because I saw him, because, you know, he works for us at, at Team TGM. And uh, and so I saw him earlier in the week on on that stuff, and he was there Sunday through Monday. And, yeah, he told me, he's like, oh, it's 105. I was like, oh, man, it hasn't cooled off at all. <laughs> I thought, I, <laughs> I, thought well, I mean, I was now. just kind of half joking that it was in the 90s, but it's still that hot, really. Yeah, it's still pretty warm. Uh, you know, and it's funny I wish I was going now. My um, uh, Laura and, and the kids are going out to see, you know, uh, her her dad. Yeah. Um, in Phoenix, they're leaving tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, tell them to come by. I missed that one. Yeah. I'm staying home because I've got a you ton had, of crap. I'm actually you, I'm actually headed up to Illinois. My brother's uh, moving, so he roped me into driving the U-Haul. <laughs> so I'm going to ride up there with my parents and um, I'm going to hitch a ride with them. They're going to throw me out in front of his house and then I'm going to jump in a, in a U-Haul and drive it back down here. Oh, nice. So, yeah, you know, it's a good weekend. Just busy. While driving. Yeah, the Driving Life Garage is coming along. I just, uh, we're, we're getting the plumbing inspection t- done today. Uh, concrete guys are coming out back tomorrow uh, to um, get the rebar and get everything set to pour concrete and Hopefully we'll have a building up here in the next week and a half, maybe. It'll be nice. Okay, so, you, I mean, we got Ben Pitts on part two, guys. But i got to ask you yeah, a question because you sure. posted something on our Instagram account. Yeah, the boat. Yeah, you got rid of your boat, <laughs> and now another boat shows up. Yeah, it's and I've not been mine. Talking, <laughs> and, well, I didn't think it was. I was like, where did that come from? Yeah, so <laughs> one, of, uh, one of our agents here on the real estate team, um, you know, called me and said, hey, man, my HOA is going to kill me if because he used to keep it in a marina, right? Yeah. And he's like, they're gonna they're gonna like handcuff my boat to a fire hydrant if I don't get this thing out here. And I said, well, you know, bring it over if we can fit it in my shed. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're more than welcome to just keep it there. Yeah. Um, so of course, I've got a pile of dirt right in front of the door that he needs because I didn't think I was gonna be putting anything in there. You know, I mean, especially not a boat. Yeah. And then, and then my skid loader, the seat is out of it because we broke. Uh, the like the oh, little spring the suspension yeah. seat yeah, yeah yeah broke the spring perches um uh which are made out of plastic go figure um in a heavy you know a piece of equipment like that so i've got somebody fabricating those out of steel for me so it's not put back together so it's kind of funny i can still use it i have to 
put like a pair of vice grips because there's a there's like an operator kill switch on the seat itself on the seat cushion. So if I put a pair of vice grips on there, I can squeeze that button, throw the seat cushion just on the piece of steel and operate it. So and go. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to as soon as I get done here later on this afternoon, I'm going to go. You know, get that dirt out of the way, and then we're going to get his boat. So the boat, you know, he's got one of these big, giant wakeboard boats. Yeah. And um, it looks like it's going to (laughs) fit. It's going to be tight. So I told him, I said, and we were going to do it the other night, but he got there. It was like 730. It was dark. I'm like, no, there's no way. We got to be able to have eyes on this thing, whatever. So we'll get it done this afternoon. But, yeah, it's not my boat. Um I figured it. What I just wanted a backstory on it, <laughs> yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's like I was like, is. whoa, hold on. And I did that. I was pretty vague about it. <laughs> yeah, you were, and I was reason. like, you didn't say anything to me about that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I would much rather be, um, you know, putting something with four wheels in there. In there, yeah. yeah. So well, and the, and the guy that we've had on, so this is part two. That's a good lead in to, to Ben's second part here. Yeah. Did a lot of four wheeling, which we talked about last week, and now. And the motorcycles too, which was well. That's what we kind of get into motorcycles yeah. this week a little bit yeah. with the cars. Yeah. That you know, he goes from sort of the four wheeling off road to kind of the bike stuff, and then you know, just came off a track day down at Barber Motorsports Park. Yeah, I think after weekend. we um, after we finished up the the podcast, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, um, he went right out and and pulled the like the factory wheel studs out and and put some long race studs into his car getting you know prepped for, uh, for the track you know, for the track day yeah. yeah and then i'll post a picture he's got a picture of his you know he, he's got the big monster dodge pulling the trailer and got the car sound it's a pretty cool setup so um i did talk to him i talked to ben a little bit the other day and just asked him how it went and you know he had a little bit of a mechanical issue blew the downpipe off of the Turbo at about 100 miles an hour on the back stretch, I guess, or something like that. and Went into limp mode. Yeah, it kind of struggled, uh, you know. And then some of our other friends, <clears throat> excuse me, friends of the podcast, Jeremy Sweeney said his biggest problem with track day this weekend was slowing down for cars that were had mechanical issues. So he's kind of digging at him a little bit. It was a little oh, fun. Yeah. Man, we, were having a, we were having a little fun text thread. Well, then he was worn out, too, because he was down there instructing Chandler Welling. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I guess I could dig at Chandler a little bit. He put a full harness in for him, but for the passenger, he didn't put any, like still the three point. And Jeremy was like, I talked to him uh, after last week. And he's like, man, I'm dying. I'm all sore and stuff. And now I know I don't instruct anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, you didn't see. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't do that much anymore, especially right seating, but yeah, especially in, he didn't have a harness. So that yeah. was, uh, you, so you got to hold yourself in place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Fun. That'd be a little scary, but it sounds like they had a good time. And, uh, you know, Barber's such a great track anyway. It's yeah. beautiful there. It's hard not to at least enjoy the surroundings, uh, you know. So, yeah, man, I think I say we just dive right into this, get into, you know, part two and, um, you yeah. know, have Ben tell us a little bit more about, you know, uh, what he's doing on the car side of it and, you know, uh, you know, how he's kind of pursued that and got into that. Yeah. So, guys, enjoy uh, Ben Pitts and uh, we'll do a little recap race review of the weekend after the episode here and uh like i say every week take care of each other love each other especially during these times i know you come here not to hear what's going on and um just uh take care of each other for sure enjoy pen guys we'll talk to you soon twenty sixteen I have always wanted a motorcycle and I never did it because my parents hated them and they were 
they were so against it because my uncle lost his leg in a, Ooh, in a yeah. bike wreck. Yeah, but he was he was doing other stupid stuff, so it's kind of on him. Uh, he ran a red light. Oh, and yeah, so yeah. Uh, kind of against it. And finally, I, I was looking at I wanted a fast car, so I was like, I want something quick, and I want something enjoyable, and I've always wanted to do it. And a buddy of mine. I ride stand-up jet skis with mm-hmm. you didn't. There's a stand-up jet ski in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the buddy I ride stand-up jet skis with, I knew he rode Italian bikes. And I said, look, man, I've always wanted a monster. Like I've always wanted a monster. It's always caught my eye. It's one of those things. Like it's always yep. caught my eye. And he said, hold on, let me, let me send an email. And he sent an email. And then about a day later, I get an email from a guy and said, I have this monster. I wasn't really thinking about it. You need, why don't you just come look at it? And I came and looked at it. It's original owner. I have a stack of receipts, probably about an inch thick, inch and a half thick for it. Uh, it had 5,500 miles on it. Oh, wow. Tastefully modified. Yeah. And he said, this is, this is what the worst part is. When I got there, he looked at me and said, are you, uh, are you Keith Pitts' son? <laughs> like, no, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, I did that and basically he said to me, he's like, I want you to go take the motorcycle safety training course. And if you take it and you want, want the bike, we'll agree to a price. And I took the course and immediately called him. I was like, yeah, I want the bike. So I ended up buying it like a week later and I started riding as much as I could. And luckily we are very blessed in this area of the country oh, yeah. with roads. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, just incredible. You can get on Google Maps. People are like, I don't know where to ride. It's like, get on Google Maps and just look for squiggly lines. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You uh, just go anywhere you can Nashville and you'll find one. something. Yeah. You can. And I found, so for me, you know, we talked about the therapy thing with like wrenching and, and, and wheeling and driving and having that kind of motorsport, anything in your life. Well, I've never been on anything quite like a motorcycle for that, for me, at least. It is, it is about track concentration. It, it's right. like being on... For, yeah. I've done only one track day now, so I, that's all I can say to it. But you are in pure focus mode because if you're not, you're going to hurt yeah. yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, that kind of spun into, <laughs> I guess, you know, I had the monster for a couple of years. I started riding it a bunch. Um, I've made some incredible friendships all over the world, actually, with that bike. And then I swapped. And then I was like, you know what? I want another bike. And I'd had ankle surgery from a exercise-related injury. And when I kind of was getting out of physical therapy, I wanted to reward myself. And I said, you know what? I want a full flaring. I want to get on the track. Like I ride, I've been riding spirited on the street. This is not a safe place to do it. As you said, you yeah. kill yourself on them. Yeah. There, look, when you're on a bike, you're hyper aware. It's actually made me a better car driver. Yeah, Cause you're aware of everybody else. Everybody. Absolutely. You yeah. see, you see Karen next to you texting, yeah. <laughs> tweeting yeah. or about her like Chili's review. I don't yeah. know. And then yeah. you see everybody on their phone. I've knocked on people's windows oh, yeah. in traffic. I, that's not, I'm not happy to admit that, but I definitely have oh, knocked it, on their windows to tell them to get off their phone. phone yeah. But I'm, I mean, we're all guilty of the phone, aren't we? Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. That's why I don't ride bicycles anymore. Cause I used to do <laughs> I a lot of road bike stuff. We talked about this in another yeah. episode that, Oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, one. yeah, I'm just not going to do it because I used to train like crazy on, on the bike and now it's like, Nope, I don't want to be a yeah. part of it. So yeah. Cause nobody pays any attention whatsoever. Uh, no. And that's why having a fast bike is fun. And also I think safe because if somebody is being responsible or you need, you're in a situation you can always as i call power out and so exactly. you can get out of the situation <laughs> yeah. using power so i bought the track bike 
next after to roared for myself. Like I was like, you know what? I'm getting out. This is, I was a very active guy and I had to be inactive for many months. And I said, this is going to be a goal of mine to get this thing on the track. About three months later, I fell and re-injured the ankle that I just had surgery on. And so the track bike has been sitting in my garage since May of 2018. Wait, waiting. Waiting. Oh, wow. Like f- and then the problem with it is it's not street legal. I don't have street fairings for it. I don't have turn signals. I don't have brake lights. I don't have headlights. Uh, it's got a different triple clamp. It's set up for the track. It's full right. Owens. Yeah. Um, it's GP shift. So it's one up and all six are down. Um, and it's uh, actually, sorry, no, it's the opposite way. Yeah, so one down and six yes. up. Oh, one yeah. Down, so so then when you're coming, kind of like, man, so it's going to be now, tough. Now, it's one down, shifting. six up, um, and it's, you know, it's a 2004 Aprilia RSV 1000R. It's a V-twin, and, you know, if people think 1,000 cc's, an R6 has about as much horsepower as that thing does. Um, but, you know, I love Italian stuff. Uh, to me... I was going to say, you stayed Italian. Uh, you know, I like pasta, and I love red <laughs> wine. <laughs> but, uh, also, I think that... This is this might be a little weird, but I think that vehicles have souls. Some do, you know. You can get it has a personality, maybe not a so. soul. Well, it, maybe if it's like a your inherited car, like a friend's car or dad's car, it's a little bit different. There's like a connection there, but to me, bikes have there's quirkiness, right? And Italian bikes have quirkiness. Mm-hmm. You know, you get on a Japanese bike, they're very well engineered. Don't get me wrong, they're great bikes. There's a reason why they're very popular. The maintenance intervals are friendly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, all this different thing, yeah. but. The Italian bikes, you get on them and they have this quirkiness. Like the, the, I think it's the sound, though. I mean, or I mean, yeah. some of it, but it's like you know, in the cars too. I mean, that's what some of that's kind of going away with some of the turbochargers now. Like you know, if you use yeah. Ferrari, like you know, yeah. in there that hey, that, I have a turbo. Yeah, but it's just like you know the sound of stuff. You know, you talked about that, well, Don, and it's like you know that gives you that feel of just like it, well, it's that's personality. The, that's the thing. That's the first thing I said when I saw the Ducati was you know when I was. Uh, in Illinois, one of the houses we built in this neighborhood, there was a guy up the street that had a Ducati. And um, I don't know that he ever wrote it. He started it on either Saturday or Sunday morning. And it's, you know, the the sound is unmistakable. You know exactly what it is from two blocks away. Um, I, know, I don't know if I ever saw him ride it. That's but a shame. He, I know. But he started it. It was yellow. It was a cool looking bike. Um, but, you know, so that's the thing I like. And I didn't realize the Aprilia was a was a twin pod as well. It is. It's before they swapped over to a V4. Yeah. Um, I like, it's a very visceral bike. It has no ABS, no traction control, nothing. It right. is, it's you. And it has yeah. a dry clutch, which is fun because it clanks in traffic and people think your bike's breaking. Yeah. Uh, I've had people roll down the window. Hey, something's wrong with your bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you get off your get phone. <laughs> You're telling them to get off the phone and they think your bike's broken. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so... I'm taking the Aprilia for its first track day, October 16th at Barber. I'm very excited. Oh, nice. And um, good so track to pick. No, no, it's a sure. really bike friendly track. It is. It's got large runoffs. NCM is not. Yeah, no. Don't they have there. to put up barriers. Like, yeah, don't go there. Yeah, I don't want to go there. And probably don't go to VIR either. Yeah. I mean, I go in the car. I'll go in the car. Yeah, we'll go in the but car. Don't, but Barber's like the perfect track. It for, is. For the bikes. Uh, my buddy went off at Barber at 110. <laughs> I, th- I can't remember what corner. I'll, I'll, I'll check a text thread from him later. But Well, that's one good thing about Barber, you know, as we talk about the bikes, is that every straightaway is about the same speed. You know, so it's like, you know, you're going to see 110 front straightaway. Well, down to turn five, it's going to be about the same 
the run down to the museum is going to be about the same and the back straightaways because they're almost the same I love that track. Length. Yeah. So it's a great track. It's a great training track in cars, but then it's awesome, you know, for, for the bikes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I, uh, and so that bike is, you know, same thing. It's, it has no ABS, no traction control. Have you had it on the track? No. Okay. So this will be the first time I popped brand new tires on it and then I got re-injured. Oh, so dude, I, it's just been sitting there. I have, I can tell you this, I could buy two bikes for what I put into my ankle. So I'm, I let it heal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got, I've got an E36 on my foot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a 328 either. It's an yeah. M3. Yeah. The real, yeah. the yeah. real deal. Yeah. Right? A good one with Vanos rebuilt and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, MV, I mean, yeah. I guess it, I collect things as you can tell with the, the bourbon right here, That's which right. they won't drink with me, which is kind of rude, but yeah, I'm calling I, I, I got Yeah, you can call me out. Yeah, yeah. I got to drive home. I, I didn't come prepared for this uh, this episode. So you're close. You can Uber. I know. I am very close. So I, know, I got a long way to go. Yeah, Dom is a little bit further than me. And um, so, so you're going to do the bike stuff at Barber. Mm-hmm. I mean, excited. and so you did. Um, you know, the training to get to get the first bike. Any, I mean, have you been to a racing school yet for the bikes? No, or? I'm actually doing it at Barber. You're, so you're taking oh, a so class there. Something cool they do there is with bike track days, which I really like and I'm very excited to do because I love to learn. As you can tell, like I've learned about everything. And if y'all want to nerd out on like muscle car specs and wrenching and custom, I've, I've, I'm my brother and I, that's uh, another thing I mentioned. My bro- I didn't mention my brother and I, he's 18 months younger than me. He works at Niche Motors with uh, Evan Lomas over there. Amazing people. They, him and I have been car guys our entire life. That's actually the only thing we get along on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so our, our entire life. Like, well, actually, we like food and bourbon. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so this, this school, it's really cool where I get to go and they're going to put me in a classroom for a while and they're going to go over body position and approaching corners on a bike. Cause it's a little different than a car. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, from what I understand. And on top of that, they're going to put you out in groups of about five with a control rider. And so it's going to be somebody like Owen, who's, who's really well versed in it. Maybe not all of them do a lot of competition riding. A lot of them are just very experienced track riders. And so they'll do one-on-one. They'll get you to pass them and like approach yeah. a corner yeah. and say, Hey, look, you need to get kind of lean over a little bit, rider, drop uh, harder, or drop your knee. Um, I actually really wanted to do California Superbike school. Yeah. That's a school. Cause I know they've, uh, they do a lot of stuff at Barber mm-hmm. and VIR, you know, cause I've seen them at, at different places. So that's a great, great Doesn't school. VIR have some crazy Hills that would be scary on a bike. Yes. And as, <laughs> as we speak, as we're recording this, there is a bike, there's some bike stuff going, going on there because I just got back from there. But, um, yeah, it'd be, I mean, it's, it's hairy in a car, so I can only yeah. imagine in a bike. A, yeah. a coworker, apparently mine, he doesn't race anymore, but he went off at, at uh, VIR at about 160 in a C6. Yeah, that was probably down the front straightaway because I think VIR does wh- what they do is they call the north track. Mm-hmm. And so the bikes don't do the full track i'm almost pretty positive yeah, that they, they just cut up through the middle there they yeah so if you go underneath you don't the go bridge, all the way down to oak tree right n- yeah they don't go up the s's where the right. villas are yeah. they cut off and come back and down roller coaster and then back the front yeah. straightaway but the front straightaway is still really fast yeah and so that's probably where that that deal happened my bikes are geared down so the monster has a different rear sprocket and so think of it like throwing 410 gears in a car um, I don't have a high top speed. I think so, thing, so it comes out of the corner quick. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. At 120 about max. Yeah. And, and that's on 
non-public roads in Mexico. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely not Libra's Fork. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the the bike. So I'm doing this track day school. They're going to have all these instructions. And then they're later in the day, they're going to kind of let us go out. But there's three. So there's like novice, intermediate, yep. and advanced. Um, I'm very excited to do it. And I think that it'll be good. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you'll. so my brother did that. I went out there when he was in uh, living in Colorado. Um, and I think you told me you've been to that track that he went to. It's up in the mountains somewhere. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't know. But anyway, I'm trying to think where high plains. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. High plains. I think I, no, I haven't been there, but I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, and he did the same thing. He and his son went up there, and they did that lead follow. So the instructor was on like an R one, mm-hmm. and you know he'd get out there and lead for three or four laps, and then my brother would jump in front and do exactly what you said. I mean, so it must be a common practice. Um, but these guys, when you, it's, it's kind of like with Owen, right. And you think you're like, my brother was like, I, you know, I think I'm a pretty good rider. He's been riding motocross. So he's yeah. you know comfortable with a bike, whatever. And this guy just would eat his lunch. Like without even, he'd be <laughs> riding, you know, looking over his shoulder and my brother's just sweating out his ass, you know, yeah, trying yeah. to keep up They're with him. They're talking to you at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Like, like it's not body position. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like riding with Jeremy and NCM, my first lap, Jeremy. <laughs> so yeah. he got in the damn car and he was grabbing my steering wheel at like 80 into a corner. And, you know, cause I think he knew what the M2 could do and I didn't. And so he just grabbed my steering wheel. You could tell his instructor just came out. Oh yeah. He probably got the little bit for me because it's like, I'll, and I do that a lot in the car just to like, uh, when I do ride, I don't ride much anymore. Yeah. And, um, just so you can, cause you got to turn the car more than you think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like you do a lot of steering with your feet, with the brake and the gas, but initially what happens, people don't turn the car enough and they just turn it just a little bit. They're like, Oh, uh, that's gonna a, I'm going to make it right. And I'm like, no, you're not like turn the car, change direction. Then you're going to take the steering out. It's like braking. Like you brake really hard. Then you start to release that pressure. It's the same with the steering. So that's probably why you did that. And I do the same thing. So you can feel that like yeah. the initial bite in the wheel, you take a lot and then you start to release that. So, well, I'll eat crow any day. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a master of none and decent at many. And so I like instruction. So I'm very excited to learn. And, and it's, it's some continually learning what I'm going to be tripped out as it's something I learned on the car track day is I've been riding on the street for so long and driving the car on the street and spiritedly in safe areas, obviously, but being able to use the entire road is, is yeah. a foreign concept to yeah. me. Yeah. It's always stay in the double yellow or you are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and right. So, I'm, it's going to be nice to be able to like swing out and actually try to, you know, hit the apex just right. And I'm, I'm excited. That's yeah. one that's one of the first things that happened. You know, a lot of guys that did the NCM day with us, you I know, know Jeremy yelled ago. at me. Yeah. They were, they were just like cruising on the right side of the road and that was it, you know, and hugging it tight, you know, for the, the right hander coming up. I'm like, Hey yeah. guys, you got the whole track. <laughs> yeah. Use every yeah. pitch of the pit, go way left for the right hander. Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. You're going to Barber this weekend. I am. I'm going to Barber twice. Are you going to like, is it kind of like a, not, I mean, not a preview because obviously you're going in your car, but I think it's a preview. I think it's kind of like, because you can at least learn the track and the corners and what everything looks like at least. Look, you know, there's, there's a few things I'm, you know, instead of, I guess, you know, you can go two ways in life, right? Hardcore drugs or track days. There's, there's, (laughs) (laughs) they're cost about the same, right? I never should have done that one. That is, this is rough. I'm kind of scared. I'm going to like the bike too much because most of my friends who ride the track actually have really slowed down on their street riding. And I noticed after I came back from the track, I actually didn't drive as fast. Right. 
everywhere. I'm like, oh, probably get, I get the same thing. Well, we were, were driving that day together, and everybody's always like, man, come on, keep up. I'm like, I can keep up with you any day. I don't I, want to, but I don't. Yeah, I, I don't just, have to. I don't have to. So, I mean, I'm out here for a drive. I mean, it's yeah. fun. That day and, was sketchy in my car. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But, but but yeah, that may happen a little bit on the bike though. You may go do that and like, hey man, I'm. You, you just don't need that thrill or that visceral feeling anymore from being on the, you know being on the street while you're on the street. I don't know. Have you ever been on the Cherahola Skyway? No. Yeah. Moonshiner's 28 out there. Uh, I think the dragon is a novelty item. I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and I say get, it. I, what you just said is that's what I took my cruiser on. I mean, I yeah. did that, but I did that. The Skyway, that was the best piece of road, and that was a lot of fun. It was made by Baby Jesus and aliens <laughs> yeah. and all kinds. It was a joint effort upon yeah. their, their Okay, truck. so I got to get I got to figure out where this is at. It's a Telco Plains, Tennessee to yep. Robbinsville, North Carolina. It's 43 miles of, well, the North Carolina side. It's incredible pavement, but it is just, there's sweepers, there's tight hairpins, there's every kind of corner imaginable. And when you get off of it on a motorcycle, you felt like you've just broken every single wall imaginable. Uh, it is, I hate to admit this on a podcast, but like it is, you are riding fast. I've ridden, I've ridden that uh, in full weathers, like full weathers. Yeah. Um, that is an incredible stretch of road. And yeah, so the track's coming. I'm very, very excited. For yeah. That. So tell us a little bit about like your car. Cause I, okay. Well, there's so two then, more. There's, there's one more bike in there actually. What out there? Yeah. That's mine. You know, there's one that's my brother's, and they're the Supermoto. Okay. And then I have the MV Augusta Brutale, which is an awkward, it's a weird bike, but I love it. So which one do you ride on the street? Okay, I'm not going to lie. I got the MV last, actually a year ago, this month, maybe today. But um, it's, I probably ride it more now. It's got, it's a 1090cc inline four. It's liquid cool, not air cooled. Right. It's fast. I mean, that thing, it's got full headers, no cat, full exhaust. Um, it spits blue flames out the <laughs> back. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it yeah. spits blue flames. It's heavier than the monster, and it's different. That's what I love about cars. That's what I love about bikes is they all are different, yeah. right? And the monster, all the weight is in the center. And so when you're turning in, it's actually really easy because you can just kind of huck your weight over, and the bike will go with you. The MV is... Um, it's got so much weight it's on outside. the outside that yeah. when you're dipping it to dip it back actually takes a little more effort, but that's a hell of a bike. I love that thing. It's, it, t it's tough. It's been a tough year to put miles on it. Cause this summer was just raining half the time. Okay, yeah. I know we got more rain this summer than we usually do. We I mean, did, winters yeah. are usually pretty, pretty wet around here. Have you ever ridden a Ducati? I have not. No, that's Anything what I mean. Italian? No, that's why I, mean, I never, I mean, you want to, I'd love to, but <laughs> I don't know if that's the right thing for me to be doing right now. So, um, well, the reason I didn't, I, we talked about it earlier. It's just like, I'm going to push it to the limits as hard as I can go. That's what I'm used to doing. Yeah. And, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, my risk reward, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sense. good where I am right now and in my job and what I, you know, yeah. I can't be getting hurt. And like, <laughs> and so I had the cruiser and I was just running around, even though I drove that, it was a heavy bike. Yeah. And, um, but I did some of the roads that you were talking about. That was really cool. And I kind of like, all right, I did that chapter in my life. Okay, now I'm just going to move on and get rid of it. And maybe down the road when I stop driving, maybe I'll go it back makes to sense. that. Like yeah. I sell banking software and banking software accessories. So it's, I mean, if I get hurt, it's okay. I can still sell <laughs> <Yeah. stuff. laughs> yeah. That's a bad but way You know, the thing, so for me, 
you know, cause immediately when I walked into your garage, I, you know, I saw the monster and, and I've always wanted one and I only want one because they sound badass because they look so they cool and they sound great. And I, you know, I mean, I'm never going to go out and probably push it like what you guys would, because that's not my thing, but I'd get out there and I mean, I love to ride. Um, but I would only want that bike because it sounds cool and it looks cool. You should do it. I know. Well, and my wife is a little, I tried to get one a couple of, because I found an S4 that I really, really like. They're getting rare. You should probably pick one. I know. And uh, it was it was a pretty good deal, and I didn't do it. It's one of those things, you know, at the time, it's like, God, I should do this. And then you don't. And you're like, I should have done this. I have yeah. that all the time, but I don't have space, if y'all have seen, uh, for anything I don't else. know. I think you're doing pretty good. You're doing okay there. on the bikes. Yeah, you can feel more bikes in there. Yeah, I was going to say. But see, Donovan needs some for his garage. Yeah, been, so. I don't have anything. So Well, you need a showpiece. I know. And I need two. what you need to do is just text me whenever you want to buy something because I'll probably tell you to do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That's that'll why work. it's that's been great. doing just things. <laughs> you know, just I, do it. I, I, uh, I got to admit, I think uh, there was some day drinking going on, and I was just like, I'm going to change my Instagram name. And I, <laughs> I, think, it's stu- I think it's stuck. Yeah, it's stuck now. Well, so. someone said, pulled me aside like two days later. It said, it used to be, it's Ben with like six N's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look yeah, at it's not anymore. My problem is I used to look at social media as a way to mess with people and to have fun, and you know it kind of evolved and changed, obviously. Yeah. But when I changed it, I knew like a week later someone saw me and was like that's the best name for you. I was like, oh, I guess it's staying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> people know me by that name now, which is kind of yeah. strange. That's a good thing. You got like yeah. your own hashtag now. I like, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So let's talk about the car. Let's talk about the BMW because because okay. So we've been through the and and I mean, you and I had talked before about mm-hmm. the the off roading thing, and I had no idea that you were big into that. Uh, not nearly as big as you were into it. Um, you know, obviously the motorcycles you get a you have a very strong passion for that, and then you got Diesels, the M two sitting out there. Yeah, trucks. so so everything, but the car sitting out there now, an M two is great. You could just you know drive it and track it. Like everything else, it seems that you do in your life, um, you started modding that and making some changes. And so, let's talk a little bit about your M2. What 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 drove you to that particular car? You know why? And then you know some of some of what got you into your track day, your first track day a couple of months ago. And okay, well, I'll say I was daily driving that Cummins back there, the 2011. You know, it's a truck on 37s and full suspension and gears and head studs and all kinds of stuff done to it. And when I first bought it, Nashville was truck friendly. Do you remember when you could park a truck downtown on oh, yeah. the street? Yeah. yeah. Nashville. Trust me. I mean, yeah. you, you know what I'm driving. Yeah, I'm driving got a big Dooley booty Judy. Yeah. 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 You got a big booty Judy. So, yeah. I mean, it. I couldn't, I couldn't park it anywhere anymore. Yeah. And I had for a little while an SUV. And I was driving that most of the time so I could park it around town. I still drive my truck because I love that thing. I put 170,000 miles on it. And I, I just was like, I need a car. I really want a car. And I hate to admit this, but I started looking at like GS350s and other oh, dad's dance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, and, you know, I looked at everything with my ADHD, as y'all have seen on this podcast, and <laughs> And just in life in general, I looked at everything. I looked at SS one LEs. I looked, tried to look. I looked at ZL ones. I looked at C six, Z six, sorry, Corvettes. 
I looked at C7 Corvettes. I drove a couple. I really liked them. My problem is I don't own any white New Balances or jean shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, and, you know, I do like to grill, but it's on an egg. And, and so, uh, you know, I don't – I just kept looking, and I couldn't – I was trying to find the right car between comfort and usability – and then, you know, what kind of shifted it from, I mean, I looked at Chevy SS as the, you know, the sedans yeah. that, that yeah. was the last of the manual sedans. Yeah. yeah. Um, I looked at those for a while and I almost pulled the trigger on a few and ATSVs as well. Yeah. And what happened is I kind of had this epiphany looking at these dad cars. I was actually at the intersection down here on Granny White and I was turning left. I was in the truck. I remember this day clear. And I'm about to pull the trigger on an, an F Sport GS350. And there is a mid-30s dad in full dad gear with his bait car seat in the back of an F-Sport GS350. And I was like, I'm not buying that car. <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I just started hunting. And I kept driving stuff. Kept driving stuff. And I'm not going to lie. The ATSV Coupe was a very close contender. But the Q system in that car, the, the infotainment system yeah. is, I mean, a five-year-old could design a better system. Yeah, it works. Maybe kind of, yeah. Sometimes, but yeah. uh, it's. Have you ever used Q system before no, at a Cadillac? I haven't. I mean, I've driven that car when it first came out, but that's been years ago. Yeah, because I, I remember that I was at a dealership one time when we were looking at one, and it. I mean, the it's a brand new car, and the thing wouldn't work. The guy couldn't. He's like, I don't. You don't know how to wrong. Yeah. yeah. You ever oh, punched wow. a dashboard? Because that's probably what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, no, the ATS. Have you ever driven ATSV? Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah, They're yeah. GM's chassis engineers. Well, it's what, are that's incredible. what the Camaro chassis is. Yeah. Is it? yeah, yeah, they're incredible. They're chassis engineers. That car, like besides the interior, is really is, good. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and the motor is cool. It's a little twin turbo V six. Six. Yeah. I mean, you know. So I, I anyway started looking hard. I mean, I was looking at everything under the sun, and then M twos kept coming in the back of the mind. But at the time, a lot of them were kind of higher in price range. Yep. And you know, my brother who works at Niche he can find anything. I mean, he is, he is the nerd of all nerds and he started looking with me and I was on car gurus like every day and we were looking at cars. I mean, we probably had a text thread between my dad and him with so many cars in it. My dad was like, stop sending me thread. pick one, Ben, just pick a car. I'm like, all right. So, um, I test drove, Basically, what happened is I think I was right between the ATSV and the, the M2. I mean, very, very close. I had kind of ruled out. Oh, and a Cayman. Okay. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. think a Cayman might be in there. A Cayman was in there. And I'm not going to lie. I was hard-pressed. I had I found a 2014 S, so the last of the flat six regular S's. Yep. Uh, in my mind, I said, okay, this car is going to appreciate or hold at yeah. least. Not, you know, dive in value like a BMW right. does. Yeah. So I was like, this car is going to hold value. It's the car colors I like, and it's a great spec, and it's a manual. Finding manual cars these days, that's, I forgot to mention that. That's something that's really important to me. Um, I've had manual trucks. I've had a bunch of different manual SUVs and and stuff, but I wanted a manual car. I'm way too ADHD to have an automatic in traffic and all kinds of stuff. I'll be goofing off doing crossword puzzles or something. (laughs) And so I love, and I love being connected to a vehicle. And it was right between those three cars, and I had a buddy who has a Cayman S, and I called him. I said, I want to drive your car. Can I? And he said, yeah. And I went and drove it. And I got to admit, 
I loved it, and it was fun to drive around, but you have to ring the crap out of that motor. Yeah, you got to get it yeah, higher. you got to yeah. ring it. And I said, you know, around town, I don't know if I want to be, you know, because I'm going to put, I'm going to modify it. As you can see, I'm going to modify everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to yeah. modify it. So I said, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, in the two seaters, I just wasn't sure. And so I, I test drove an M2 here in town that was a DCT car and I'd scared the shit out of the salesman. Sorry, I cursed. <laughs> I scared the, I scared this uh, salesman pretty bad. I, I did like a wide open first, second gear, third, First, second, third pull in the car on Sport Plus, no trash control, and started barking. What was he, what was he saying? I think he was grabbing the gear, and I, and you know, it was a Carmack salesman. And oh he gosh, of, he uh, his demeanor was more like it's impressive, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or hey, we there's we got a break up here. <laughs> no, we don't. No, no, <laughs> we're okay. <laughs> we're riding this thing to hell. Yeah. We're going down. Yeah. Uh, so this the car I, I test drove, and I said this is. It's a rowdy little car. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought, I personally think that BMW over the years, I test drove M3s and M4s too. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, this is kind of boring. Um, you know, these are quick. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's a turbo inline six. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. um, it's torquey. I said, but these are big cars. You know, this is the size of an old five series. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And my they're, brother, they're big. My yeah. brother had an E60 M5, the V10 ones. Yeah. With a manual. That thing was fun. Yeah. Like 60 in first gear. Fun. Uh, it sounded like an F1 car. With yeah. A, with, it had no resonators or anything on it. But so I bought this car and uh, we, we found, I said, okay, now I've got to find a white or the blue um, manual. I didn't want gray because everything I've owned for like the last eight years has been gray. And so uh, I found a white one in Houston for a deal. Um, the service manager had been driving it for eight months and perfect well he scuffed the wheels and scuffed the front bumper and so it was very way under retail so i snagged it had it shipped um it's so you had it shipped up here yeah from houston see now that's what we we're talking I wanted about to see, drive you it. could have called me i would have gone and gotten it i didn't know you i know i'm just saying i wanted to go future. get it i wanted to cannonball it so we were gonna i wish i'd cannonballed it but i didn't have time with work and shipped it back and then i started driving it and i'm gonna say that through that car, I've met y'all. Yeah, I've met people like Jeremy, um, Lee Turley. I'm, um, um, you know, Brendan. All these amazing guys. Actually, Lee and and walked up to me. I went to a German Cars and Coffee when I first bought it, and rolled up. and And he walked up. He says, is "That manual?" I was like, "Yeah." Is that M two? I was like, "Yep." And yeah, they're rare. Yeah, they, yeah, mean, they're I mean, not the, that the, common. I mean, M two. I mean, just in general, but definitely yeah. the manual. Have you driven one? It's been a while, but I did drive one. They're yeah. a little high strung yeah. for dailies. And which, I, I mean, you know, it's a weird car. Um, and the reason I picked it is I really love E36 M3s. I mean, I, I've test drove probably four of them before I um, decided not to get one because I didn't want to deal with that for a daily. But um, I love E36, E46s, M3s. E46 M3s as well. I've, I like the E92s, except for that yeah. V8 is just a basket case sometimes. Right. Yeah, it's kind of maintenance goes. But uh, that car's small. It's the same size. I've actually parked it next to an E46. They're like identical. I was gonna size. say they're almost the same size, are, probably. Yeah. yeah, they're identical. But you know, it's bumpy. The factory suspension's bumpy. It doesn't have the magnetic ride. Um, you know, it doesn't have any of that kind of stuff on it. And it's just a bumpy little car. It's high strung. Like the rear end likes to kick out sometimes. But I love it. It's got. I was gonna say that it's, it's got a personality. Yeah. 
in a modern car, I think that's kind of well. And I think that's what that's what I always drew my attention to the M2s is number one, they're rare. I mean, you don't yeah. see very many of them. Um, you know, you could get them with a stick. Mm-hmm. Um, they were short, kind of stubby cars, and they were fast as hell. They are fast, and, and, you know. I mean, they're to, fat to have too. that that engine stuffed into there. You know, that's like the old hot rodders adage, right? Yeah. You know, stuff as big a motor in it is, you know, in the smallest, lightest car you can get. Um, but it's funny because everybody thinks that car is so small and it's really, it's small by today's standards. That's because cars are getting larger yeah, because oh, yeah. and Americans are getting larger too, yeah. but we, that's not a different discussion. Right. But, um, no, I love it. I mean, when you, people think it's just a two series, I actually pulled the badges off of it when I first got it, like all the badges and my brother made fun of me. He's like, it's an M card. You got to have a badge. I said, no, I want to people think it's a two card. Yeah. So I've seen it where, where guys, there's a, there's a guy up near me in Hendersonville that, uh, he must do some wrenching on BMWs cause he's always driving something different. I saw him in the, the kid pickup line when I'd get Miller at school yeah. and he'd have, it didn't matter if it was older, newer, you know, whatever it was some sort of BMW, but he would take the grill and he would take three of the, the bars in the grill and, and do the red blue yeah. and yeah, yeah. or whatever, you know, for the M maybe it was just the red and blue, but but it, it was debadged, but that's, you know, that was, I think that was his version of the M badge yeah. was to just uh, do one side of the grill, the bars in the grill, the slats of the grill, uh, you know, the M colors. And it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, it had some, some really cool stuff. Yeah. I love older BMWs a lot. I've, I've got to yeah. say I'm a big fan. I'd love to still, uh, E36 is on my bucket list. Uh, M3 for cars to own. I'm probably going to LS swap it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't mind butchering cars. I'm kind of, uh, as you saw, that Jeep is yeah. butchered. But the uh, M2, that it's aggressive. I love the front bumper. I love how how it looks. Angry it oh, is yeah. from the front, and it's also. I think it's almost a foot wider than a normal two series. Yeah, it's got a factory wide body kit on it. Yeah, I love how you know. Big yeah, and it, and, it almost looks. It almost looks like somebody went, oh, shit, we didn't realize it was going to be that big, you know, that wide. Yeah, so we got to cover it, you know, and it, it looks not, I don't want to say it looks like an afterthought because it's not what I'm, I'm getting at, but it looks like somebody went, oh, crap, it's bigger, it's bigger than what we thought. Well, no, and <laughs> I know? think, um, I mean, I've raced an E46 and mm-hmm. then I, I've raced one that's got a wide body kit on it and like the fender flares yeah, and stuff. I and like I, wide bodies. And, um, and raced against the BMW is like in 01, 02, the factory, you know, E46s that had the V8 in it that had that wide body. I mean, when we ran American Le Mans series, it's like that car looked badass. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, I've, my, my dad was service manager at BMW dealer. So I'm kind of, you know, here in kinda, Nashville, kind of partial. Yeah, kind of partial. So, cause we, I've got my old, you know, three series here now. I drove it and, the other um, day. Yeah. So, yeah, you did drive it I actually. Did. When I you pulled it forward. I couldn't it. get the thing in reverse. I could figure out where you the, couldn't, yeah. I thought, well, it's there. I, I thought maybe there was a, you know, like a lockout. Yeah. And so I pulled the gear shift knob off. Oh, thought, yeah. Oh. It's a little loose. Yeah. Right. I got some work to do on that yeah. thing. But And then and then I finally found it. You just got to kind of find that sweet spot and it'll slide over to the left and, you know, slide into reverse. But yeah, I got to, I drove it about 10 feet. Yeah. We, we, we took it on a cruise last night. So. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We get that thing out once a week, man. We're nice. running it around because my kids are, I mean, the BMWs have got their own kind of unique, especially in that era, sound. Yes, they do. And it's like, I mean, this thing's got over 300,000 miles. It's an 89. It's nothing special. It's a 325i. It, it was my dad's. So, yeah. and, um, I mean, I can just rev it up a little bit and they're like, oh, well, that thing sounds cool. Like, <laughs> that sounds really cool. Rev it more. Like, okay. Like, yeah. I love the E30s. I yeah. think that's a special car. Yeah. 
I mean, you think actually an 89 325 is a pretty ideal car today. But, oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I From love it. From a collection it. standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I got to redo some of this thing. I got it. It needs some work, but it's great. It runs fun well, and think, like gets around town. And when, you know, when we posted that picture, when we picked it up, I think you were the first one that commented. Did you just pick up a new E30? Yeah. New, well, you know, new. But, new, sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love them. I, I regret passing on one a few years ago. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty cool. I love the body style. I love just kind of the way they were, you know, kind of chunky and they were still small, you know, yeah. at, that, at that point they were a little bit smaller car, but yeah, I don't know. Here's how the people think the M2 is small back to that point. It's not, I had, I had Brendan and I had Henry in it. I had three, you know, adults all over probably five ten yeah. in that car and people, you're not complaining about room. I'm yeah. not going to drive to California like that, but you know, it's not actually that small of a car. And BMW does that great thing where they put the indents in the back yeah. of the seat for your knees. Um, but yeah, I, I will absolutely love that car. So now you got it on the track because mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago was your first track day. Yes. I mean, because I, I went on a street drive with you, uh, was that three months ago maybe That now? was sketchy though. I had well, tire well, problems. Well, yeah, what was going on there? So yeah, I, I, uh, I talked to you about some tires there. Yes. So I'm... Coming from the truck and off-road world, it's like, let's get wide tires, you know? Um, and I bought, I had my rears were a little worn. I don't know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my rears were a little worn, and I went on a, I went, I'll tell you what started it, why I swapped tires, is I went out to East Tennessee for a bachelor party, and while they were golfing, I went to the Dragon Moonshiner 28 and the Terra Hall Skyway. And I got sideways on some roads out there <laughs> because of the tires. The factory pilot super sport run flats are not the best. So the rears were worn. The fronts were okay. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to throw some 285s on the back. It was from 265s to 285s. I threw the entire aspect ratio of the car off. Yeah. I learned this stuff after talking to this guy. Um, <laughs> it understeered so bad and traction control did not know what to do. He was driving Jeremy's tesla yeah and i don't know if he saw me go into a corner but like i almost ate it like the car <laughs> the car almost went off the road because of that and so i uh ended up uh taking it home and i uh and calling my tire guy and i said i need different tires and yeah i think you text me like soon after that, like yeah i just went back to this yeah, or something yeah. i know i went to yeah. uh, i went a little fatter so yeah it's like yeah we talked yeah. about what to do i can't remember exactly yeah, yeah. so you told me to kind of stick with the stock aspect ratio yeah is. So I'm learning, um, and I dove into that, and I actually still have those tires with like 200 miles sitting at the garage. <laughs> no one's bought them. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I put some new tires on it, and I, I, I bought. I told myself I was not going to modify this car, um, but I already put a muffler bypass on it, and I put in performance coilovers, and then did that track day. Like that that yeah. track day happened to come up, and I thought, what a great way to get introduced to a track day than a kind of private day with a whole bunch of Nashville car guys that I trust and have run with. Right. And so I know there's a lot of really strong drivers here and, um, that the track is the most one of the dickening things I've probably ever done in my life. Yeah. I was going to say that track day and diamond's been to some now that that probably competes with the Ingram day that, that you came to at VIR, but, um, that's probably the best conditions that you can ever be in to learn. This weekend, you're going to be, it's going to be a little different, Uh-oh. but I'm just not saying as much time as you guys had on track. I had a lot. I got, I got to the point where my we're, tires were pissed. Well, so I was going to say you got <laughs> yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, 
and it, you know, just doing it like we had what twenty five guys there that day. You know, twenty five, and I did five or more sessions. sessions. Yeah, my yeah. first session was pretty funny, but <laughs> well, tell me about it. I mean, All right, so I was on a conference call, getting onto the track. <laughs> I had forgot. I had been on a conference call for an hour, and I forgot to pull all my stuff out of the car. So Jeremy gets in. I still have the floor mats. My Valentine one is on the dash. Um, he's trying to stuff stuff into the glove compartment. Like my, uh, there, a bunch of stuff is at the car. He's yeah. Like, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Man? Are you doing man? <laughs> and then I'm on a call. He's like, you got to get off this call. I said, I got to speak real quick. And so I, I interjected one thing <laughs> in this. Pro- Someone's doing a WebEx presentation. I'm on my phone <laughs> doing it. And I said, yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm, I did drop this statistic because the average adult right now is getting over 12 hours of screen time. Not, I'm not talking kids. I'm talking adults. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I dropped in this stuff because of a product we sell that has to deal with referral stuff. And as soon as I did that, I hit end on the call and then took off with Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy still gives me crap for it. But, uh, yeah, that was that first lap. And I, I got to say, I can't thank Jeremy enough for jumping in the car with me because he showed me lines on that track that were awesome. Like the way he, he, he taught me and I'm sure they were your lines maybe, but they probably were, they probably, that's were. okay. He soaked it up. That's which is great. Yeah. So. When and I soak it up, this is a trickle down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I get to benefit without paying you. That's right. I know. <laughs> Something's wrong here. Yeah. Something's <laughs> bad. Something's I've got bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> yeah, no, you do have bourbon. Yeah. I do have bourbon. Yeah. You need to come over and we'll drink. That's yeah, what well, you should Uber. I will Uber next time yes. and definitely we'll make that happen. Um, so uh, that that track day was just, I mean, the amount of knowledge I learned from that first 20-minute session was incredible. And then I would come in when I could smell the brakes, start to. Yeah. Because um, I still had stock pads and stock rotors on the car. Okay. And all I had done to it was a muffler and M-Performance coilovers, which are KW basically right, yeah. with BMW stamped on them. Shout out to Brett at you know German Motorworks for finding those things for me <laughs> used. Yeah. Uh, he's awesome. But um, I did that, and then I started doing more. I probably did five sessions, and by the fifth, I rolled in halfway through because I could smell the brakes, and the tires were squealing, and, like, they were just mad. Um, I remember because we were talking about that, Brendan. We were yeah. sitting there in the garage, and you're like, ah, I want to go out for one more session, but probably shouldn't. Yeah, so with wheeling – that happens because these off-road parks are open at night. And so I wish that I had friends like Brendan who want to get off the track. You know, he's like, you know what? We've had a good five sessions. We should yeah, probably call it a day. Yeah. At wheeling, people are like, it's 10 o'clock at night. We've been eating go. and drinking. <laughs> Let's go out in the woods. And yeah. nothing good happens in the woods <laughs> yeah, after totally. 10. No. Not in deliverance and not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Definitely not. That's why they close yeah. the track at five. Like, all right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. So uh, that, that was such a the high from that day lasted like three days for me i i've never i've done a lot of like i'm kind of a uh slight adrenaline enthusiast and i think that that is just amazing it's so much fun and a controlled environment to be able to do like 120 on that uh it's not really the straight but you know you kind of go over the the hills yeah the inner straightaway there right before the hard right hard right yeah up over the rise there i can't remember what turn that is there i think i hit 120 something before coming in and i'm like this car is brilliant and every time i drive this car like i've taken it out to east tennessee and done the dragon twice with it i've done the cherahola skyway twice i've done uh moonshiners 28 and then 28 into franklin 
if you've never done these roads, I'll happily take you out there on a guided tour. Like I've done a bunch of them on motorcycles. It's you've done, you've yeah. done them, but they're amazing. And that car, when you drive it on a straight line, it's kind of boring. I, I, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. this car, I don't understand people who own this car in Texas or Florida or anywhere that there's just straight roads. It's really not a straight line car, but if, when you get it in a tight back road, it, it starts to gallop. It's like a, like a, thoroughbred horse it really loves it and you can tell that the it comes into its own and that's what it was made it's for just happy yeah. it's it's not happy on a straight line it's, yeah. it's kind of boring on the interstate you know car drones because of the exhaust and i don't know i love this thing i don't know so what, you're hooked now man i am you're, hooked. On, you're on it i am hooked and i've you know i've already got the trailer so i'm gonna yeah tell you're gonna load car. it up i'm and, gonna load uh, the car and look like a gangster you know just rolling out with the trailer that's right yeah (laughs) (laughs) nothing i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all now (laughs) i I am i am reaching a point in life though where this is something with the track bike and something with the jeep i'm gonna the jeep quotations but i'm gonna get rid of anything that is not street legal and get something that is because to me look i know you've driven amazing track cars right yeah and you get access to all this like amazing track cars well I think owning something that you can't enjoy on the street and track. Now, don't get me wrong. It can be kind of an annoying street car, but I'm kind of over the whole dedicated. So I'm never, I'm hoping that I never get to the point that I have a dedicated track car. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I, and I go on that point is that, you know, and most of the guys that follow this because safety first, you know, in that mm-hmm. way, because the cars today are so fast. Right that you know They're scary fast yeah i mean just do do the safety stuff if, if it's a half roll bar or do the mm-hmm. you know six point harness in it just you know so you've got that in there when you do take it to the track but i understand that because a lot of the guys have shifted i mean i use sweeney sort of as an example but he sort of had a dedicated i mean he could drive it on the street it had a tag the gt3 but he was towing it to the track and doing yeah, all this stuff yeah. and now i didn't got, know him with that car but. yeah but it's like i mean he was, tri- we would go to VIR cause I was working with, for another guy there that was kind of running into that group and we'd go all, and they were going all over the place. And, um, and now he's just, he's got a GT3 RS, which your M2 is, is good enough to be able to do the same thing is, uh, that's a fast well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's fast, but I mean, you could do the, the same, same principle. Thing where, yeah. yeah. Same. It's like, yeah. he's going to drive it down to Barber this weekend and turn around and drive it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's great, but he's got some safety stuff in that car where it's like, Hey, you yeah. know, if it, something happens, he's protected in that you know aspect yeah. and while it. he is at barber i'm gonna have a team go steal his 993 yeah <laughs> that's right yeah yeah it's yeah. on the lift so i, I don't care in his garage. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take it anyway yeah. i love that car trying to yeah. take a little I know. And now, nice. now my now my oldest does too because we went yeah. he pulled a donut in the jacks yeah <laughs> i don't think we talked about this on the podcast at all but yeah <laughs> And uh, we were at uh, Jack Brown's. That's right. Having lunch and, oh, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, in Germantown, Brent, I guess. Yeah, in Germantown. Yeah, and so Brant's like, I want to ride in the in the nine nine three. I'm like, all right, well, you got to go ask him. And um, he's it was a little wet on mm-hmm. that concrete pad, and all of a sudden, like, goes into a full donut mode. <laughs> just, I mean, just <laughs> going ripping, ripping it. I'm like, yeah, that's a good job, man. Like, and I was like, Brand, how was that? He's like, that was awesome. I'm like, sweet. That, that <laughs> like, car is raw. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the having a bounce is good. I would love harnesses and uh, a cage eventually, but I don't know if I want to get that crazy with that car. That's what you put something in. I mean, you can either, you know, whatever system you can, I'm not saying you go rip the interior apart, but do something where you can put the harness in it. But it looks good for the gram. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hot boy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Stance yeah. it out. Yeah, I got a, the Instagram. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Chandler just did his. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did do his, I yeah. think. Yeah. Cage and, cage and harness in his. So, I don't know. I kind of I kind of feel that way, too. I, did, I, don't, I wouldn't want something just strictly dedicated, because then it would piss me off that it's just sitting there. Yeah. And if I couldn't go do it, because let's face it, I mean, at some point, reality kind of gets in the way, <laughs> you know, for yes. me, it does anyway. Well, it's starting to for me. Yeah. I realized that, you know, like having that track bike, I need to get it. I need to get road stuff for it. Yeah. Because I don't use it enough. And yeah. if it was street legal, I would probably use it. I have ridden it allegedly around Green Hills before. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's okay. There's worse things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a problem at all. No tags. No, no taillights. Yeah. So, so there's worse things. So we got a question we always ask everybody. Okay. Anyway, we're getting back to this because I I've I know we've, we've, yeah it's been but we've been on a we've been on a Saturday drive before. Yes. Radio on or off for you? Off. Depends. Why? Well, yeah. I'm gonna tell you this. I like hearing the cars. I do too. I am. I mean, if y'all wanted to car nerd out for a couple of hours, we could. Yeah. Um, I think that you can't replace like i want to hear things right and i read a book actually by ben collins who was the stick for a long time yep and in it he suggested he said you should never drive hard with the radio up because you need to hear the car yeah and i also don't ride motorcycles with i do wear earplugs on the mv because it it's probably like a hundred and something 20 decibels and it really hurts after about an hour or two of riding but I want to hear if something's yep. going bad. Yeah. Um, I want to hear if like a bolt came loose and something's popping out. I, I don't know. I, and I also love my exhaust. It sounds cool. And I also like hearing all the flat sixes in the group with muffler. I think that's the big thing, but you know, if you've ever been in a situation where, cause if I'm just cruising down the highway, I, I crank podcasts the, for me. The, tunes and i do that as well you can't you know driving you're out, driving life is the only one yeah. only one to. yeah so <laughs> but if you're out if you're if you're driving right if you're out on a saturday drive and you're getting in it you know and you're really i think it dulls the senses if you can't hear i think it it, it just it's amazing how how much your hearing does for the feel of the car yeah it's stimulation you know you, bit, you yeah. can feel the revs differently you know you can feel the uh, you know the way that the car like you said you know takes a set it just just by hearing it, it's yeah. crazy how that works. Because you wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily think that, but it's a hundred percent true. I also like the windows down. Oh yeah, I, I like windows that, down. Yeah. Um, and you know, I like the, I like to hear the exhaust. And I think, I don't know. I just when I ride bikes, I don't wear music. Yeah, I want to hear my the pops because the MV shoots flames, and you can hear it like when it when, when you let going. off it's like pow, pow, pow. yeah yeah and to me that's just it's pure ecstasy so i would rather just not honestly you know if i had a big cammed ls motor i would probably pull the radio out of the car yeah i i agree i don't but i don't know that i would turn it on on road trips i will say this my truck has a sub an amp i dynamated the whole back of the truck um it's got a head unit in it I've done oh, I love multiple it. stereo builds for uh, things I've owned. When I drive by myself, like when I'm going chasing you to races and stuff. Yeah, when you come to the track. Yeah. I mean, I'm always cranking something, but it's just because I'm mindlessly driving down the freeway. As soon as I get off, because there's a lot of times, like like, like going up to um, uh, Watkins Glen, 
you know, you can, cause you, you can there. really get off the highway and just enjoy that drive. The radio goes off immediately and then you just enjoy every bit of it. But when you're on the freeway, yeah. who cares? I kind of go back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, between podcast and, um, and the radio. And I mean, not that I'm driving anything fancy when I go to a, I mean, I'm in a rental car. So, but I, I do understand you rolling the windows down because now we've switched in, in the race series. We run GT four cars, which now they have, you know, the Lexan windows. Yeah. And, um, that, that took a little bit of getting used to because the car gets quiet. It's way quieter inside the car than, you know, it used to be open windows. We had the window net there. Interesting. And, um, do they have vent holes or is it just a solid piece of Lexan? Well, the Mercedes was just solid piece. And so I've actually, what I've done with my earbuds, I've actually, you know, where they seal up for our radio plugs. I've actually had them like drill holes in them to get more sound in so I can hear the car a little bit more. Now the Camaro, I don't really have that issue. That thing sounds <laughs> badass and I don't have that problem. So the, that's the difference between, like you said, between a naturally aspirated car yeah. and the turbo car. And the turbo car, it's just yeah. a little too quiet. That's what the M2 is. Yeah, and so it took a little bit for me to get used to cause basically because the windows are rolled up. And um, But that is interesting that you do roll them down just even on a Saturday drive, which is cool. Yeah, I, I and I just love hearing all the cars. Yeah. I, I like variety is fun and... Well, this has been awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, Ben. I, uh, I we appreciate it, man. Yeah. You know, well, thanks and, for coming. Thanks for letting me talk too much. No, well, it's, it's perfect, it's man. This is like you know, everybody's got a story to tell, and it's awesome to kind of get your side of it and uh, look forward to doing number one, doing the bike stuff. Yeah, you know, coming up and then you know, get more in tune with the cars, and we'll we'll definitely touch base and and give our listeners kind of an update on what you're doing and, and yes. having some fun. So, but wait, everybody can find you on Instagram. Yeah. We're, ben, we're, ben doing things. Yeah. At Ben doing things. Yeah. So. Tonight yeah. I have to deal with my camper plates and the race pads. Yeah, I put on the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're loud. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we'll have fun and uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Man. All right, guys, welcome back. The driving life. I hope you enjoyed uh, part two there with Ben Pitts. Yeah, really cool stuff. Um, I mean, younger guy. He's kind of getting into this stuff now. Yeah. I mean, the four. I mean, I say he did the four wheeling, which we talked about in part one. But he, he did that like from early on. Child, oh yeah, basically. early on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now yeah. he's kind of getting the four wheel on the track, and then obviously he's got some goals with the the, the Ducatis to be. Yeah. Um, to do like, some of that. You yeah. know, and the one thing we never touched on, you mentioned something, you know, at the beginning of the episode about boating and the fact that I have a boat in my my driveway right now, which is not mine. Um, you know, he does a lot of boating, a lot of wake surfing. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. you know, he's got his fingers and toes in quite a few activities. It's going fast. He's in it. Yeah, it's like our buddy right. Greg Taylor. Yeah. You know, I, I actually did some wake surfing with him about a month ago. So, yeah. yeah. And that's what I like to do. I mean, I do have a boat also, but it's like... Um, you know, go enjoy those weekends and stuff. Yeah. It's always a lot of fun away from the track at times. Yeah, you know, I mean, if that's your thing, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got to relax like, sometimes. Yeah, I know, doubt. Yeah, right. <laughs> i got to decompress. Yeah, for you, it may be a little bit different, you know, that you don't go do a track day. I kind of understand where you're coming from yeah, there. <laughs> I know. That's why everybody's like, hey, come do a track day. I'm like, I think I might go to the lake this weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, not that I don't love it. I completely love it. So, so. A little bit of racing over the weekend. Did you see Talladega? I mean, you were busy, so I don't know what you saw. So I watched a little bit of it on, um, on Sunday because I didn't leave till, um, till Monday. So I was able to see some of Talladega. I didn't watch any of the IndyCar race all weekend. Mm-hmm. 
Because right. Saturday I joined up with some friends of the podcast and we did a drive in the old BMW nice. with my kids. Yep. And then my kids left me to yeah, go they drive. they ditched you, right? They ditched me to go ride nice. in a GT3 and a Ferrari and said, Honestly, Dad, Dad, you're good on your own. Can't blame them. Yeah. I, w- I would have done that as well. As an adult, I would have been like, dude, sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> I love like. The, I love the three series, but I'm going to ride in the 458. Yeah. So we got, I mean, really good friends. I mean, I mean, we've had them on the podcast, some of these guys and uh, and some other guys we will have on at some point. But um, they're so gracious with that if they're on their own to yeah. let, you know, my son. Yeah, that's really cool because that's like every kid's dream, right? Yeah. I mean, they get in there and go for a ride and stuff. And they're yeah. like, oh, man, that, that was really cool. So. That was a lot of fun. So I did that Saturday and then watched a little bit of Talladega Sunday. Yeah. Interesting race, which we knew this was a playoff race. Yeah. Man, a lot of crashes. Yeah, that was it was kind of kind of a mess, wasn't it? A little bit. Um let's just get right into it, right? So Hamlin, I didn't expect Hamlin to win. I thought he was just gonna ride around in the back. And if you know, I mean that's basically what he did for ninety five percent of the race. Yeah. Um and I didn't really look to him to make a play to win the race. But he did, and ended up when I was really pulling for Matty D. Really, yeah, I think everybody was. Yeah, I wanted to see that happen, but you know, I mean, second's not all that bad. Well, the good news is, I think it broke maybe this morning or last night that he's going to get at least one more year with the Wood Brothers yep. in twenty one to um, to get them a win and get their hundredth win. Yeah, um, which is really cool. I, I think he deserves a shot. So I mean, he, he's basically on. I mean, you're always on it audition no matter what even if you're under contract for more than one year but um and no matter what series you're in so he's um he's got another year left with those guys and try to move on somewhere else after that yeah how anxious do you think kyle bush is to get this season over gosh i mean he's got the worst like 2020 i mean it's been crap show for everybody but i'd say if he won a race i mean it's got to be digging at him because I mean, I oh, yeah. that feeling when you don't win a race, like 19, like championship wise, we weren't great. We, we were okay for a while, but then second half of the year, we kind of fell off. But we had poles, but we'd won a race at least, right. podiumed a few times. And at least you could kind of hang your hat on that a little bit that, like, hey, we do have fast stuff. And, you know, any team would probably take in the year that we had in 19 and say, well, that was a really good year. Yeah. So for well, and he's the you know defending champion. champion, and not even to win. Yeah, it's and, just got and really not. In, he's not him. really even. Con- I mean, for the most part, he's not really a contender. No, he's been so hot and cold. I mean, and by hot, I mean lukewarm, basically. Um, yeah, he's just got to be like God. Seriously, he's just, ready to get on the boat. Finish this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about boating. <laughs> what time is this over? I've got something else to do. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, but you know, I was kind of. You know, the brother Kurt was up in the front there for a while. I was, you know, I mean, it was a decent race. Talladega is always just one of those wait, wait for it, <laughs> you know, things to happen. Yeah, then it obviously had some, you know, big stuff at the end when Hamlin went below the yellow line, and yeah. they were calling that a lot, you know, from what, the, I mean, I, did, I didn't watch the very, very end, but I did watch the replay of it. And they were kind of really on that yellow line. They were making some calls that they don't make normally. That right. they, like, If you got forced there, they were calling the guy that forced, forced you, you down. down there. And he went down there, I think when, was it William Byron got kind of, he went down off the banking and to the apron and got sideways. And then Hamlin just committed to the bottom, to the apron, and yeah. he didn't lift and got the run and and won the race. But I think there was obviously a lot of people were kind of up in arms about 
you know, should he been yeah. penalized or not yeah. or what was going on there? And so, do you think if he wouldn't have won the race, they would have done it? I mean, been a playoff driver. Well, that's true too. Yeah. That was that was what I've seen on social media. Yeah. Like, yeah, way to play it for the playoff guys. You know, I mean, he was going to get in no matter what points wise. Oh yeah, in the next round. Um, I don't know. It's such a tough thing. Like when you're having to make a judgment call for the win, and yeah, and when you're putting that race director in that position, when you put it in his hands, it's just like, oh man, this is not. You just want to see it be settled on the track. Yeah. I guess I'm in favor of them getting rid of that yellow line rule because they don't have it anywhere else other than Daytona and, and Talladega. And the way the cars get runs on the package they have now, I feel like they just need to eliminate it to some degree. Well, you almost, especially like you said, the way they get a run, I mean, you got to go somewhere. Otherwise, you're, just, you're either you're, you're going to cause a wreck. S- exactly. You're going to mow somebody down or you got to jump out of And, you know, and there's a line of cars behind you. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on this one. The way the package is set up right now, I think I just think the the rule isn't what it was intended. It's it's not as effective as what it would what it was originally intended for. And what normally happens? I mean, we do this uh, on the road courses. We go to places that are you know track limits, and they mm-hmm. talk about all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we went somewhere. We went to Coda, which is a big you know track for Formula One. And I remember we the last year we went there. Basically, there was no track limits. They said, guys. We don't want to be judgment on this and you're free to do what you need to do. And it's like, okay, did we use a lot of this track that's not part of the racetrack? <laughs> oh, of course we did. But drivers sort of police themselves yeah. and maybe put it back in their hands a little bit and just say, hey, guys, the old line's gone. You guys figure it out, you know, for yeah, the most part. 95% of the 99% of the time, you're not going to have an issue. Well, that's what I mean. Guys are going to, I mean, if they throw a block on, you know, I mean, guys are still going to get the runs, and, they're gonna, yeah. and you know, I think it'll be a lot. I don't say cleaner race, but it'll give those guys somewhere to go. Yeah, that's still part of the racetrack to some degree, and they'll figure it out when they come back to like turn three or turn one. They're they're going to figure it out to get back in line and not be down on the apron. Yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and for that reason, yeah. I mean, the, the race is it is what it is. I'm glad they didn't penalizing you know he won the race i mean it's, it's just it's fine well i think maddie d finished second yeah and, but I, I think he had felt you know it always kind of feel weird if you won the race off a judgment call and you really didn't cross the line first so i don't know i mean he'd probably taken the win i mean you're gonna take the win yeah right but there's some type of feeling like you want to win outright no matter what yeah. um so yeah that, that you know you say that so you talk about that from a driver's standpoint and and you know how drivers look at that. I saw just a little clip from a press conference uh, with um, um, Max Verstappen and, and um, Hamilton after, because Lewis was penalized, you know, 10 seconds. And oh, then yeah. Some driver points and this kind of stuff. And, you know, Verstappen, they were asking Lewis about it. And, you know, of course, Verstappen's was, I think he finished second in the race. Anyway, you know, he stood right up. He's like, I'm not, I just don't see it. I don't, I think it's too harsh. I don't know why they did that. Well, it's, Clearly, it's because he's crushing the competition, and they they could get away with doing that. But I thought it was kind of cool that Max was like, you know, it helps me, but it's still not right. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's where you say that self policing comes into play, where it's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do it that way. Don't don't penalize him just because you can, and it's you know, it, it kind of brings the 
the competition back. He's like, he's kicking our ass. Just let him do it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. When you put it in the driver's hands, it normally, I mean, 95% of the time it works out. It plays out. Right. And and is okay. So that's why I kind of say, just put it, put it back in their hands and get rid of the yellow lines and it's it's part of the racetrack and, and go after it. So, um, I know I didn't watch the IndyCar race, but we have to get a shout out. New Garden won Saturday. Yep. It's a doubleheader, and then Will Power won Sunday. So I do know that. Um, yeah, at, I watched at, a at the Indy Road both course. Both yeah. yeah, and it was kind of good. I got to be honest with you, I'm not super thrilled with the the road course. It's not, it's not a great race to watch. It wasn't terribly impressive. Yeah, I, I mean maybe that's just. Me. I love Indy. You know, don't get me wrong. I think I think it's it's cool. I just wasn't. I just didn't think the race, the track is not that impressive. It used to be different. Like, so there is something about Indy, which I love right. Indy. Right. Um, Cause that's not too far from when you've been there for the mm-hmm. 500. Yep. And we were fortunate enough to race there. I think for like three or four years with NASCAR um, is under the Grand Am banner, not IMSA, but Grand Am was owned by NASCAR too. So the last year we ran the configuration that we ran there is the configuration they're running now. Right. The first two years we went there, we ran a different configuration where the curbing that you see, and if you kind of watch the race, that you see these curbings that they put out in the track and there's asphalt behind that. Well, it was more of a flowing turn into the corners. Now they've kind of made it like these 90-degree turns, and we didn't really – I don't like this configuration that they're running. And then also we would come out – between, let's say, in the, the Indy turns for the oval, one and two, and then we'd come out and run reverse. Yeah. Basically, it's the Formula One track. Yeah, that that's they what I was going to say. Yeah. It was the Formula One yeah. version. For, for, for the most part, we'd run that backwards mm-hmm. through turn one, which I thought was great because you could get drafts on people and make a run down into turn one, but then they had it where it was just a nice entry flowing in where you could run too wide in there. Now it's like they put the curving so far out. Yeah that it's just like, it's so tight. Yeah. And I don't know what the reasoning was that why they did it. And then they changed the, I call it almost like a chicane that they don't let you run turn one backwards now. But right. I like to see it go back the other way. That was just, that's just my, yeah, that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I was glad for our homeboy, New Garden. No, that's good. I mean, I think he closes in on the championship. I don't. Yeah. Like 30. He's so Dixon has to finish ninth or better and he wins the championship at St. Pete. Yeah. What? Well, that's a street course, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, never say never, right? That's right. Anything can happen there. Yeah. And, and Pinsky, I mean, they've been fast there, too. I mean, yeah. all the cars have. So, that's, uh, I don't know when that race is. I maybe it's in a couple weeks. I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure either what the, what the schedule is. Um, cause everything's going to be wrapping up here pretty quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, even though it does feel late because we're starting to get in October, but I mean, I know a lot of people are going mid November, but I think any cars done here. Yeah, yeah. Fairly, fairly soon. Yeah. Anything so, else? Um, well, we just talk about national motorsports enclave real quick because yeah. we didn't talk about that in the opening. So the, the planning commission meeting on October 14th, as far as their ticket has been removed. Yeah. Um, by Eric Ritchie to do a little more due diligence, I would say. Mm-hmm. They got, um, what'd you say, a sound study back, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And they want to do some more work on some stuff before they present it yeah, to the and planning I think, commission. So, uh, you know, you and I both read the same, I guess, kind of uh, 
post or whatever, you know, that, that they came back with. And I think the, the way I read it anyway was, um, you know, we want to Nashville Motorsports Enclave wants to put their best foot forward, right? Yeah. They want to do their due diligence, like you said, um, you know, and put their best foot forward. So, you know, some, the sound study came back and it sounds like there's a couple of tweaks they can make to, to make improvements, um, you know, with the way things are, are laid out there and that kind of thing. So I think that's great on their part. Um, I, I don't know what it pushed back a month. Is it going into November? In November, yeah. So it was going to be October 14th, so yeah. maybe the first week in November. Yeah. Um, we'll let everybody know the date once we hear the date. Uh, but definitely go to their website, yep. nationalmotorsportsenclave.com. Is yes. that where you find it? And yep. sign the petition. Yeah, which uh, I posted a link on our you, okay, Facebook our, page okay. as well. Yeah, so you can go there, drivinglife.com, or at, you know, at Drive Life on Facebook, and um, the link is there. Yeah, so we want to get, um, I mean, as many signatures as we yeah. can get. I know 30, no, less than 30 hours in, we already had 550. I don't know where we are today. That that was several days ago now. It was almost right. a week ago now. But um, I think the goal was 6,000 from talking to those guys, and they might be close. So remember, awesome. you don't have to be – you just got to yeah. live in the – I mean, I'd say you live in the area, but it doesn't really matter anywhere. And a lot of our friends of the podcast have been – pushing on their social media, which yeah. is great. And, um, I know I reached out to a lot of guys and, and they were out there doing it. So I appreciate everybody doing that. And I know Jeremy Carpenter and Eric Ritchie do also. Oh, yeah, from absolutely. That. And, and, you know, that's the fun. It's, it's great to see this kind of push from the, you know, from our, um, from the community, Yeah, you know, to, to help this thing out and keep it going. I, I was on a phone call earlier with, uh, um, you know, somebody in local government, closer to home to me, not necessarily from Rutherford County or whatever, and just asking the questions. And, um, you know, they're doing the right things, and they're, they're making sure that they're, they're presenting and um, identifying, you know, anything that may be a challenge and where, where we're seeing some of this opposition. Now, some of it's just, I mean, let's be honest here. Some of the stuff you laugh. that you see, well, yeah, it's got, it's a little bit crazy, but, uh, you know, I get it. People, there's, there's still concerns and, you know, people are, uh, you know, it's all about shock value and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I, I cannot be any more of a supporter of this thing from the track standpoint, but more importantly, just from the, the whole community, the campus, what they're, what they're trying to promote and what they're trying to yeah. do here is so much bigger than, than the club track. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, some of the stuff that's out there, it's just almost, it's ridiculous basically. Yeah, and, right. as, you know, like we've always said, this eyes open, ears open about really what's going to go on there and what it's going to benefit. I mean, not only the car enthusiasts, it's like, put, and I've always said this, put that to the side. It's going to benefit so many other people oh, yeah. and organizations. Um, in the area and and across the state and it's and the gonna preservation of the property. I mean, there's a, there's so much more. This is my thing. When you read some of these com, some of the, some of the, I guess for lack of a better word, ridiculousness, right? Yeah. It comes from an emotion. It's an emotional state, yeah. right? So, I mean, take the emotion out of it just long enough to look at what is actually going on there. And I, I think you'll see it in a different light. You know, I, you have to see it in a different light because some of this stuff doesn't make any sense, but um, that's, that's why tough I now Donovan. I know, I, I'm <laughs> especially just, today. I'm asking, <laughs> I know. That's my one ask yeah. is to just you know let's stop with the emotion and let's just look at it just from a. I mean, I get emotional about it because I'm excited, right? But 
I can back, you know, you can back all of that up with, you know, statistics and facts and figures. And, and, you know, when you, when you start to do that, then it's hard to make an argument against is my, is my point. Um, you know, but the emotional part of it is, I get it, but that's not really where, where you got, where you have to hang your hat. You have to hang your hat on what's real. Yeah. Well, and that's what I, I think about is like, I mean, what are your options going to be with the property? I've always gone to that sure. is that at some point it's going to be, it can be homes, which is going to be a lot of traffic, which we know the way all that area is growing and stuff. And, but this will conserve some of the land there yeah. and keep some of the, the trees and the stuff there and natural lay of the land, which a lot of people are sort of fighting for um, when they say they don't want the track there, but that's actually going to keep some of that stuff there. So that's where I kind of go with it is this, you know, if you want to say piss, I mean, pick out your worst case scenario and I don't want a neighborhood, but the track will at least keep some of the property there. That's where you are with it. I mean, that's, you got to look at it that way and the traffic's going to be very minimal. I mean, during, oh, yeah, during the week, it's going to be non-existent, really. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I mean, during the week, is this going to be, you know, again, from just from our experience and what we do and, you know, we do this a lot. Track days and, and having a club track like that where guys can come in, you're just, they you just won't trickle even in. notice it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it, you wouldn't even notice. Most yeah. people don't. Yeah. It's not like you're going to have to have a. Williamson County or Rutherford County Sheriff yeah. out there directing, directing traffic, traffic. Yeah. every weekend. Like you, coincidentally, like you would if it was a neighborhood and, and everybody was waiting to turn to go to school or, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, it's not going to be that way. Right. Yeah. So guys, so just keep up with that. I think that's a big thing that's coming on. You know, we'll, we'll keep you informed on what's going on and um, with the with the enclave and our support for it. And we're just trying to get the word out there and just everybody, you know, don't, sit back and, and wait for it to happen. Right. Let's be, let's be a front in front of this. Um, yeah. With helping. a positive image of what we're, what we want. Yeah. Because this is good for everybody. Not, yeah. um, so you're like, Oh, I'm not going to be a member there, but it's, you don't really have to be a member to be able to use some of the facilities. No, there. Absolutely. So that's the good thing. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's more than just a, a car enthusiast track. Yeah. And I think that's the, th- that, that's the part that intrigues me the most is that this, campus will get used by the public and it'll support the community and, and there's just so much good stuff going on there yeah it's 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 a it's a great opportunity yeah so guys check that out also um just gotta give a shout out you know i was just looking on itunes when i was flying home last night that i appreciate everybody that's out there rating us on itunes actually five stars i couldn't believe it really yeah and um, so I appreciate that, guys. And go to Spotify or iTunes and yep. subscribe and, you know, pass the word out. If you like what we're doing, um, you know, put it out there to people. And so I guess that's one thing we don't really talk a lot about, do we? The the actual growing. We just do this because we love it. Yeah. Um, you know, and we want people to support it, I guess. But I don't really look at the metrics very much. In fact, my wife is usually the one that tells me. She's like, have you seen this lately? I'm like, no, I probably should. I yeah. mean, not, not probably. I totally should. Um, I was just glancing at it last night when I was just kind of flipping through on the way home and like, oh, wow, okay. So I appreciate whoever's out there. You know, you guys are putting reviews for us and, and yeah. pass the word around and on what we're doing here and what we're trying to promote and, you know, get to the yeah. to everybody that drives 
what drives you and your passion. Um, doesn't have to be cars. Like we, we said before, we've had some non-car yeah. people on. So, um, I appreciate it. And, uh, find us at Instagram, drive at driving life, Facebook, Twitter. I think that's where I see the most because I'm, you know, my notifications, yeah, it pop, it pops up. And so I see a lot of, you know, new people that I haven't seen before and whatever. That's kind of fun. So I like, I like doing that, but so guys, yeah. And then, uh, give you a preview to next week. I mean, real quick here. Yeah. And, uh, Carl George and David, uh, Conrad, it's, it's really cool episode for yeah, me. It was fun. Um, cause they're driving some cars. I'd like to have raced back in the day. That, well, uh, and, you know, the whole thing I like about that was the, um, you know, kind of like reminisce because they've been doing this for a long time, long time, long time. Uh, you know, so hearing those stories and, and just talk about getting out there and wheeling those cars and the way they do that. And with Zapata and to that's such a great story. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Just a group of guys coming up with the Zapata racing team. Yeah. yeah. And then where we, you know, what, what were in a 22,000 square foot garage? Yeah. <laughs> And most of the cars are Carl's yeah, in there that I come to find out. That's such a great story. You guys definitely tune in for that yeah. one. So it's, it's a garage that we're, uh, we're familiar with. We are. We, we were there for John Oates when we yep. did his episode. So Carl does, um, I think it's Vintage Car Garage, I think is what it's called, in the Cool Springs area. And back of a parking lot type deal, there's this huge building that's got um, – Majority of the stuff are his, yeah. But he does rent space out to other customers. Well, there when and stuff. when space is available, cause, yeah, because he actually I think sold he's out of backlog now for quite some time. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it was great fun. Um, I really enjoyed that. That was a blast. Yeah. So tune in next week, guys. That'll be next week on Driving Life. Those guys, a lot of good stories there, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. All right, we'll see y'all. Peace.